Greetings and welcome. I am Dr. Carol Gambule, your host on Word Anchor Podcast. I'm also an author and a publisher. This weekly podcast covers a wide range of issues that we face in life and the solutions that are provided for in the Word of God. I aim to encourage, to teach, motivate, and guide as we move along in this life's journey. Please subscribe, download, and share this podcast. Someone out there needs to hear this message. I hope you enjoy this episode. Greetings and welcome. The topic for this episode is God that provides. Every day we rise and go to work or do business for the purposes of providing for our families. As long as you live, you need provision. Some people are lazy and lucky enough to have someone providing for them daily and they are not bothered to do something on their own. There is nothing to learn from such people. The rest of us, we do something daily. When a child is born, They are not bothered about where their food would come from. They just get out of the womb and start crying. Soon enough, the nurses will bring the baby to feed. Baby does not worry about where the milk will come from. They just suck and enjoy. Financial lack is a challenge for many people out there. Harsh economic conditions have been squeezing people's finances even before this pandemic. The cost of living is too high. The desire for bigger, better jobs grows as the world turns at high speed, things change and life becomes more expensive. For some, the bottom line is food on the table, clothes on their back, and shelter. Other things are just pure luxury. But even the basic has now been taken away from the people by the effects of the pandemic. As it unfolded during lockdown, people started sharing that they have received letters of retrenchment. Companies could no longer afford to keep staff when there was no money coming through. For the owner of the business, it is not just about letting go of staff, but also facing the debts that comes with the closure of the business. Some people had just started their businesses and invested their savings when the pandemic started and lockdown measures were put in place. The piling debt will linger on for some time for those business owners. Allow me to talk in this episode about God that provides, even in the midst of trouble. One of the mistakes we do is to sell a gospel that is unrealistic, promises lies of a completely good life, making people believe that financial storms will not come. Sometimes we sell the lies to people to make them give their last cent without a corresponding word for their situation and subsequent miracle provision. At times we make people believe that by being born again they are immune to the attacks of the enemy. In fact, the opposite is true. Being born again puts a spotlight on you. The enemy would immediately want to prove God a liar by making you suffer to the point of not believing the word of God. The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He does not steal only in your neighbor's house. He does not steal only from those who lack faith. He targets anyone he chooses. God made man and put him in the garden that was already beaming with vegetation, fruits ripe to be eaten. He did not wait until the man was hungry for him to make the trees. He ensured that food was ready for the man and the woman that he had made. Just as he makes sure that there is food in the breast of a mother when a child is born, he is God that provides. There are two extreme doctrines that confuses believers. On the one extreme is the gospel of poverty, of poor Lazarus, who ate the crumbs that the rich men decided to give him. 
He ate food like a dog, lived a pitiful life of poverty and lack. He was not a sinner. He was just a righteous man who was just poor. Some preachers ride on this one, making it seem as if being rich is a sin. They will even use the scripture in the wrong way. The love of money is the root of all evil. Riding on this scripture, they make it seem as if being rich is a sin. Then followers live a life of contentment with being poor and hungry. They want to go to heaven with hungry stomachs, as if the kingdom of God is represented by poverty. They have made poverty as a virtue. This doctrine forgets the kind of God we serve. God never gave Adam and Eve one tree just for their survival, but he gave them all the trees in the garden except for the one tree. Adam and Eve had the title deed for this earth and everything on it, the silver and the gold, the cattle and the flocks, the fish and the birds, all this belonged to this family. If you think about it, they were richer even more than Solomon. Solomon had some horses and chariots, kettles and sheep, some silver and gold, but Adam and Eve had everything on this earth. Such a generous God cannot then turn and say, you cannot have the silver and the gold, it is sin. God is the one that made the silver and the gold. He is the one that made everything that is on this earth. The earth and its fullness belongs to our Father. The silver and the gold belongs to him. The cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. We cannot afford to misrepresent God. We cannot afford to make the kingdom of God look like it is about poverty and lack. Being poor does not make you a righteous person compared to the one who is rich. On the other hand, we have those that want the silver and the gold at all costs. They are never satisfied with anything. Such people will do anything to get money. Some will steal to get money. Some will go to mediums to get some powers to make money. Some will scam others. To some, money is everything, therefore must be pursued at all costs. They say money is a good servant, but a bad master. God does not expect us to be mastered by money. He said when he blessed the first man, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and rule over it. So everything that is on this earth is supposed to be ruled over by man. Truth is, God provides. God uses the very earth and its elements to provide for us. God does not want his people to just die of hunger. When God wanted to reveal himself as God that provides, he demanded a sacrifice from Abraham, his only son, the one whom he loved, the son of the promise, the one who would bring forth the nations. Abraham had to sacrifice that one. Some people want God to do something for them whilst they sit and don't move an inch. At best, children of Israel had to get out of their tents to go gather the manna outside. It did not land in their pockets inside their houses. Abraham went up to the mountain with his son, the sacrificial lamb, to offer him to God. It was a journey of three days, a journey that was testing for Abraham, going all the way with his son thinking in his heart how he was going to do that, to give up his only son just like that. God wanted to establish a principle that he was the one that provides. He gave Abraham the son he subsequently required. He would also provide still a son to make Abraham a father of many nations because God always stays true to his promise. Abraham responded to the question from his son when he said, Here is the fire, here is the wood, father. Where is the lamb? The Lord will provide for himself the lamb, said Abraham. True to his nature, God provided. 
a ram stuck in the thicket. God revealed himself again to Isaac as God that provides. In Genesis chapter 26, the chapter starts with the statement that there was a famine in the land. There was no rain. They could not plow. They could not feed the animals. In today's terms, it could be called a recession, though the natural drought does happen still. Isaac must have contemplated to go down to Egypt, just like his father Abraham did, and Jacob would later do the same. There must be some form of cushion in Egypt from famine, possibly the Nile River. However, God commanded Isaac not to go down there. Then he assured him of his blessing. In Genesis chapter 26 verse 3, he said, Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I give all this land, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. Isaac stayed in the land and had run in with Abimelech. And after that, the word of God says, in Genesis chapter 26 verse 12, then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Right in the middle of a famine, it was the right time for Isaac to sow. I attended a gala dinner the other day, and one of the highly respected motivational speaker and entrepreneur, Vusi Tebeguayo, said that the best time for investing is when the economy is bad. That is when you are able to get in business at lower price. Now is the time to sow. Some people have sown in this time making and selling sanitizers, face masks, face shields, and other items needed to survive this season. Some businesses have had to change their strategy completely and will be able to survive and thrive. Isaac sowed in a famine and reaped a hundredfold. It can only be God that would give him such a great harvest. His son Jacob, after running away from his brother Esau, went to Laban, stayed there and worked for a living and for his wife. When Laban cheated him of his wages, God revealed to Jacob what he ought to do to get his flocks. That strategy, no matter how you can try it today, it will not work. For it was a specific instruction for Jacob for that time. It defied all logic and science. Out of that strategy, Jacob, who could have come out with nothing if Laban continued the way he did. But God intervened and showed himself God that provides on the behalf of Jacob. He gave him a strategy that worked, that would ensure that Jacob had many flocks, even though Laban tried to trick him. God has since proven many times that he is God that provides. And all of these people had to stand up and do something for God to unlock their provision. Even a simple instruction of going to the cave and getting water from a brook meant Elijah had to leave the comfort of his home and go elsewhere. He also had to speak a word to a widow woman for the miracle of provision to happen. Child of God, do not allow any man today to trick you into giving what you have to a man who does not have the corresponding power to unlock your provision as Elijah the prophet did. In South Africa recently, there are people that have come forward and even opened cases with the police because they allege that some men of God have taken their money with promises that they will give them a uh, return on their investment, and such monies have disappeared. Now, this is the kind of situation where you would be giving, just like the widow did, but to a man that does not have the power to multiply and give you that return on this investment. Now, the widow woman received flour and oil all the time that there was a famine in the land, because this was a genuine man of God that spoke the word of God that brought up a miracle and 
the woman and his son, they were fed all the time. Jesus took a few loaves of bread and fish and blessed it and fed thousands with very little. But the people had to sit down first. What is it that you think God cannot give you? What is the limitation you ascribe to the one that causes all things to come into existence? He is God that provides. He multiplies the work that you do. When you listen to him, when you believe his weight, when you plow even in the midst of a famine, when you stand up and go to a place where you will find a provision, God is true. God is faithful. He will do something for you. Let him guide you to where your wealth is even in this time and this season of famine, of recession, of bad economy in most of the countries of the world. The Lord is faithful. He is the same. Jehovah Jireh, let him provide for you. Today, as I record this episode, I met a young girl that I had spoken about and shared a bit of her testimony or her issue that she had shared with me. How despondent she was that she had gotten her education, but she didn't have a job. And I said to her that you must do something about what you desire in your heart. Even if it is not the actual job that you want, you could start somewhere. I had asked her a question. What is it that you can do? She said, I can teach young children. And I said, okay, fine. Then you can maybe begin to get young children and teach them after school or help them with homework and their parents would pay you. And she was grateful for that advice. But now today she shared with me a testimony that says she is going overseas to the US actually. She has gotten a job as an au pair. She'll be going in January. I got so excited because maybe she would not have stretched her thinking and um, expanded her horizon to look even beyond the borders of South Africa. But she did because she took the teachings that we teach in this podcast seriously and she prayed about it and the Lord has opened a door for her. What is it that God cannot do for you? Look, I know that things are tough to some people. And I do understand the frustration that some people may have. But through this episode, I wish that you would look at God who is unlimited in his power and in his provision. I wish that you would take that step just like Abraham did, went and sacrificed his only son. Just like Isaac did, he went and planted during a famine. Just like Jacob did, he went to God and said, Father, give me a strategy. And God gave him a strategy and he was able to raise his own flocks from the very flocks of Laban who wanted to rob him of his own wages. Now, your situation is not too difficult for God. The challenge lies at the point where you become so despondent that you cannot even go to God. And if you do, you go there with complaining. And if you do go there with complaining, you do not even listen to what God is saying to you or to where God is leading you. I pray that you don't give up on God. I pray that you don't give up on your own life. I pray that you begin to see God as God that provides. He revealed himself to Abraham, that he is the Lord God that provides, and he provided the ram for him. He can provide for you too today. If only you can trust him, God will. Go to him. Ask him, what should I do? Where should I do it? How should I do it? The Lord will reveal these things to you. He is still the same God. May you reap a hundredfold even in this season. Amen. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. 
I hope you are blessed by this message. For copies of my books, go to Amazon.com. Check out the show notes for more details. Until next time, stay blessed and continue making the Word of God your anchor.